right, guys, welcome back to the Canadian Real Estate Homefront Podcast. Today we're on episode 21 and we have David Hutch. Or do you go by Dave? Whatever. My mom Dave. calls me David. But yeah. uh, <laughs> he has a real estate team at Aurea Real Estate. He's also well known on social media and we're going to talk about that even more today. But special shout out to Landlord for sponsoring this episode. If you want three months of premium access to their app, you can click the link down below and we have more on them later. All right, Dave, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, Long overdue. Long overdue. We've been trying to set this up for like, what, like six months? (laughs) (laughs) He's one of the first ones. It's like, hey. Brooke prospecting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're late as usual, but we're here. But I feel like you're very recognizable on social media. Thank you. Um, A lot of people trust what you have to say. Um, You're very out there with your opinions mm-hmm. um, i'm sure you get a lot of backlash on okay. that on both tiktok and instagram mm-hmm. um yeah which i which i think is a good thing and you know a lot of realtors kind of beat around the bush a little bit when they're trying to give For sure bad news but you're you just give it straight i try so <laughs> yeah no that's awesome yeah well, you're definitely well known on social media how did you kind of build that following up uh how did i build my following up honestly i just uh I mean, I mean, Instagram is a, a fun place, you know, I think uh, with, with social media, I think, and I'll touch on how I built it, but I, I feel like a lot of realtors do it in a sense that they're trying to sell stuff on Instagram all the time. They're always trying to sell, if it's not themselves, they're trying to sell whatever real estate, right? But I built my following completely different and just having fun on social media. And uh, I think people go on social media not to be sold stuff all the time right it's an app to be entertained and informed if you can do both at the same time you're winning so for me i just went about it just being myself i started my first video uh was like me sitting down in front of a camera and i was like oh, on this quarter market stats were up 13 percent and my you're joking yeah my, no i was dead serious because <laughs> yeah. i thought that's what you had to do like you know like i always like shout out tom's story uh and like now daniel too you know like these like very intelligent very good with numbers and like, I know what I look like. And I, I know that like, when I do that stuff, it looks silly. And my best friends were like, you look like an idiot. Like, <laughs> this is ridiculous. Like, why don't you just be yourself? Good friends. Yeah, great friends. Yeah. And then they checked me. And ever since then, I just kind of started to post whatever I want. And I just built my following just based on having fun and, and making social media fun and just building a brand around uh, like who I am. I don't think I really post much about uh, real estate. I do. No, I don't but- see. Well, you were saying before we began this podcast is that some people even say do you even sell real estate yeah yeah. because they they follow you and it's Mm. not always about real estate and like the just listed and sold and and that so how do you gain people's trust then if it's all about fun like i find people will know what accounts to go to like people will go to dan when they want an update on the economy like people know who to go to but if um you're not constantly putting out there like sold Mm. just listed i have these listings etc yeah um how do you gain people's trust i do i still i still post real estate stuff the odd time here and there but most of it's just building like brand awareness and then i'm able to actually what i've done is i've built my brand up where people feel comfortable that they can talk to me and i get Mm. so many dms just based on they know i'm a realtor whether i'm you know throwing out crazy stats or not they know that i'm a realtor because i do post the odd thing here and there and because i'm like goofy and friendly online i think it feels people feel they can message me and have like and start a conversation so the amount of phone calls and the amount of dms i get from people just wanting to chat with me about anything they feel that like i'm a relatable person i'm down to earth i'm not overly um what's the word i'm looking for i'm not too arrogant and people will message me all the time and just like have open conversations mm-hmm. about everything and they know i'm a realtor so there's i guess that's the easiest way to convert somebody is just by building a relationship with them yeah. that's exactly what it is like it's more about you know building genuine connections with people and just being yourself and, and being real. Cause I feel like people get fed nonsense all the time on social media. And if you're just being yourself and being real and being fun and real estate should be fun. Yeah. I got the best review ever recently on my, my Google. And the girl was like buying a house with Dave is like hanging out with your friend that just knows a bit more about real estate than you do. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> Cause it's supposed to be fun. Right. But like, yeah. I feel like it's such a boring thing and you can make it entertaining and fun for people. It's great. You know, how many times have you, you, you show, condos you show condos I, I go to condos and, and there'll be a realtor sitting across from me with their clients and they have like a sheet of paper and they're not talking to their clients and i'm like yeah i talk to their clients for them <laughs> you know and they're just like sitting there nervous like, yeah have fun with this how like, many square foot is this you know what i don't have fun doing is showing toronto condos and why number yeah. one lockbox lock parking <laughs> lockbox yeah Parking and lockbox. I am at the point where anxiety. Um, I called you. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm. I need to buy in Toronto because of my work. And I'm like, okay, 
my our relationship ends there. <laughs> it's tough, but that that's why rentals like and I preach this a lot, but that's why rentals are so massive. I think in a especially a Toronto realtors like early career, right? Not the realtors have it backwards where they think re real estate and, and rentals are you know about making money. It's not. It's about building the long term relationship with people yeah. and nurturing those relationships. But more importantly, like I did so many rentals my first year that. I'd walk into these buildings. I knew exactly where the lock boxes were. Mm -hmm. I knew exactly where the concierge names were. I knew where the amenities were. I knew what floors they were on. So when I came in, you know, a year later with my $2 million buyer and I walk in like, oh, hey, Steve, how's it going? And, uh, you know, the other realtors there were trying to figure out where the lockbox is and I'm directing them where to go. And I know everything already. Like, that's why leases are so crucial, I think. And that's, I know yeah. lockboxes are a mess for Toronto, but. Yeah, well, point. leases, if you do a lot of leases, it's Wait, still. Wait, sorry, off topic. Do you guys have in your Oakville, Burlington, what's those lockboxes you guys have? The blue ones? No. Those are not in Oakville and Burlington. I the okay. Yeah. Some people that are called no. No, it's, it's in Kitchener. It's Kitchener Water. It's called Lock. Century Lock. Lock. Yeah, yeah. They are the, the Bluetooth pain ones. Of my absolute okay. existence. I hate them. I am at the point where it's like I don't even want to show the house if Century Lock is there, and because if you have eight showings, the best. You're late by one minute. Oh yeah. my god! You're locked out. Yeah. 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 It's just it is it it is such a mess. Yeah. And then oh my gosh! And then your phone is tripping out, and it just. I get why they. I get the them. idea behind it, it for is sure. So bad, and it's not. It's not uh, ideal. It's not it. But neither is the Toronto system. Like the lockboxes for people that don't know what we deal with. I think your following is all realtors mostly, but like maybe not Toronto realtors. But in Toronto, like the lockboxes are always in weird spots. No, no, like continuity at all. It's no just, photo. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Lockbox. Yeah. Black there's, lockbox. There's, and there's like there's certain buildings now when I book showings, I get like pre-anxiety going to it. Like 65, 75 East Liberty. Yeah. Uh, it's. The three towers. It's in the they parking level. Share that all. And man, yeah. I'm not even joking. The wall is like 17. It's a graveyard. Feet. Oh, it's a yeah, graveyard. Yeah. I probably have four there myself. It's I've terrible. never picked up. It should really be with the concierge, to be 100%. honest. Yeah. And then if you don't come pick up your lockbox in two weeks, they throw it out or something 100%. after it's closed. Like it would make the most sense. But I know. I actually almost did a story about this the other day because I was getting so fucked. Those. And then not only that, some realtors just don't follow the rules and they put it wherever they want. Uh, yeah, you know? so you <laughs> across the road on the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or the on convenience store, convenience store. It's a Circle K lady has it. Yeah, he <laughs> got knocked four times and then whispered <laughs> yeah. a secret. I, it was like, I went to one yesterday the other day and it was at uh, in any any Craig seventy any Craig uh, Tobacco. And I was like looking forever. I was, and you don't get service anywhere down there. So my client was like waiting on the couch patiently, and I'd have to like go in, look for it. How you know, awkward is that? Oh, so embarrassing. And then he had it upstairs <laughs> in the stairwell. Not only the stairwell, not by the unit, just a different staircase. <laughs> you want to, like, oh, that's terrible. That, yeah, condos are not my favorite thing to show. I feel like a lot of Toronto real like that's people's bread and butter because mm -hmm. once you get into detached, you're in the multi millions, and then it's, it's yeah. tough to go from being a new agent just yeah. right to detached in Toronto. Yeah. So condos are kind of mostly their bread and butter. So it's, yeah. it's a difficult world out there. And it's important for people to work with experienced agents. For sure. Not only for that reason. I mean, it's not the end of the world if your realtor takes a little bit trying to find the lockbox. Yeah. <laughs> but it's... Knowing like demographics yeah. too, right? Like I can go in certain buildings and I know downtown who lives there just from being there so many times or right. putting in a bunch of, I know which ones are very renter heavy, very owner occupied heavy, whatever, because I've been to them so many times mm. and it makes a big difference. Right. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Talking about rental heavy and owner occupied. Um, I was listening that so rent is up from last year in Toronto, 8% year over year. Crazy. Um, Calgary is 16, which is crazy. And then Vancouver yeah. is even higher than that. So Vancouver is the all time highest in Canada with an average rent of 3,050. Yeah, that's from what are we at 25 something, 25 to 80 or something? So we are at uh, 2,070 for a one bedroom average rent, but that includes all of Toronto. So the, yes. the core that's, you're not getting anything for that. Uh, and then Calgary was pretty, pretty Calgary crazy. was over 2000 actually already. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. But yeah, being a Toronto realtor, I guess rental and actually resale prices. What do you think? The rent, I feel bad for tenants right now. Yeah. I really do. Uh, I personally don't do rentals anymore, but my yeah. team is heavy rentals and uh, it's super challenging and it's just, you have all these people that are super qualified that should be buying, but they can't buy because they're not going to qualify for what they want to buy. Yeah. So they're back into the rental market. And these people had in their head that they were going to pay around $3,000 a month. So, so to them, spending $2,600 a month on a one bedroom is okay. You know, it's reasonable. And then you also have 
all the students in July, August, September that come here, and they pay a whole year up front without any question. So that also sets the standards higher for these land or landlords that are now expecting. If you don't give six months up front, they're like, well, what kind of offer is this? Really? Yeah. Like, yeah. The guy makes 70 grand a year, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got three grand in his bank account. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, what do you mean, you know? So yeah. the rental prices are crazy. I don't know if it's going to stop anytime soon. If they keep with the interest rates where they are and people not being able to purchase, I think rental prices are going to stay where they are. Yeah. Great for landlords. But the thing is, too, there's just no supply. Because during the pandemic, you literally couldn't give away a rental property. Yeah. I, I, in the middle of me buying uh, my one property to the next, my closing date didn't align during the pandemic. And I ended up renting a, a condo at 629 King Street as a storage locker because it was cheaper than buying a storage locker. And oh it was like God. like a thousand bucks a month. Wow. I should have kept it. Yeah, it yeah, yeah, you couldn't give away condos during the pandemic. So the problem is these these renters that are paying 1800 bucks for a, a one bedroom, they know what's going on. They're not, they're not silly. They know, they're reading the news. So they're not leaving. And then you have these like zero supply and tons of demand for rentals so it's crazy and then the, the buying prices are are i mean toronto's always crazy yeah I, I saw i was reading today like condo prices are only down two percent or sorry up two percent year over year from last year to this year and that's why i think condos are a decent investment like condos are stable and they don't fluctuate like the detached market does yeah i saw a stat it was uh i think it was Detached are down 9.7% month over month and condos are down like 1.7%. They've so, held their value. Yeah, they just hold their value and it's like the, because they're marketable to everybody, you right. know, uh, investor, which is kind of becoming rare now too, but investors buy condos, upsiders buy condos, downsiders buy condos, couples buy condos, single people buy condos. When you buy a house, it's pretty much people, couples, families, yeah. whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. And what do you think about like Toronto going forward? Like it's just, we always talk about it. People want to be where people want to be. You're making fun of Brooke. I know you're being facetious, but you're, yeah. you're making fun of her living in yeah. the Hamilton queen or whatever, but like you're like a hardcore Toronto guy. Like you love it down here and, and your clients love it down here. Is that what you're yeah. noticing? Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of opportunity here, right? Like Toronto's a fun city. It really is. There's lots to do. Like I walk to the gym the other day and I was looking around and I passed a tennis court. I passed like three amazing coffee shops, like the coolest little restaurant. And it was in my 10 minute walk to the gym. And it was just this people everywhere it's a lively city it's fun there's yeah. never a dull moment it's expensive yeah um, for sure yeah. but i mean it's kind of crazy if you think about it people that moved to move to canada there's really only two places you really want to be realistically like major cities Vancouver yeah, yeah. and and Toronto. no offense to anyone no offense. i'm not saying yeah. <laughs> but if you come here for work you're not you're not going to uh grand prairie alberta yeah you know you're coming to toronto if you're in tech you're coming to toronto if you're whatever right. you know it's it's toronto is a place where a lot of people maybe don't even want to be but have to be mm. so that's why i think you know whenever you're comparing the market across canada toronto is such an individual unique beast that it's so hard to compare because people sometimes don't even have an option but they have to live in toronto you know and and yeah like i think i don't know well, office space um in toronto is down yes significantly which just yeah. means that there's a lot more remote workers so jobs that used to need to come to the office ne don't necessarily need to come in anymore mm -hmm. so a lot of commercial space is vacant um which you would think would you know, people working from home, spreading out. Where's all the traffic though? Why is there so much traffic? <laughs> well, I think that e even this whole work from home thing and like we talk about it so much, but like people want to be on King West on a Friday and Saturday night. Like yeah. it's just, they have people love, and it, especially with social media, like I know it's very trite to say, but it's like people want to post that they're at the best bar for sure, and they're with the best people and sure. you know that they have this life that maybe they're portraying is, yeah. is better than not. But at the end of the day, all these bars are benefiting. Like my good friends open Paris, Texas, and that place is a zoo. It's an absolute zoo. It's all over TikTok. It's all over. In yeah, a few times. Yeah. Madness. <laughs> I'm guilty of it. Like I'm the oldest guy there. I think when I walk in there, <laughs> I walked in. I was like, did the University of Western Toronto hockey team, or sorry, like what hockey team is here of 19 year old kids? Yeah. Like, Western University guys came over there and partied. Yeah. It was nuts. But, but the, you know, the Nelk boys were like just one one booth over, and like just like big names are, yeah. are here. So I think it really attracts people in more than just sure. like a job sense, but a social sense too. Yeah. So yeah, I don't I don't see that going anywhere anytime soon. Even with office vacancies down, it's just you're probably seeing it as well with your clientele. Yeah, I live know? at King in Portland, so it's like I live across from Ruby Soho. You're literally in the heart of it all. Yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> Ruby Soho, Lazy Fair. Yeah, yeah. It's a mess. <laughs> if you're in Ruby Soho, you can have a conversation with me at my patio if you want. Uh, it's a mess. Yeah, it's a fun time, right? Like it's it's cool. Like you said, it's, people want to live that lifestyle, and I think Toronto is a city where you can. 
have a really good time. You can spend a lot of money. Yeah. But you can you can have a really good time. And and you know what's crazy? We see this all the time. Like people have money in Toronto. You know, like people are buying all the time. If you have a good property, it's going to sell. Yeah. If you put a property on the market and you market it correctly, you price it properly, and you can actually stage it or whatever you're going to sell that property for a good amount of money yeah. you know it's people are always buying in toronto the, the market's been always good yeah you know um but it's, it's going to trend upwards like even if we hit these little bumps and pe some people lose money and it, and it goes down 10 yeah. yeah dip or whatever toronto is the main city in canada like not the capital but it's the main city in canada so things will always trend upwards i think so i think yeah. what do you think is going to happen september 6th September 12th. 12th? 12th. 12th. <laughs> is it the 12th? Yeah. I've been telling everybody it was the 6th. <laughs> um, we should we should fact check that yeah, before we put be, out this episode. <laughs> is it the 6th? It's the 12th. Check that. She might have not okay. taken enough vibe. She took too much Vyvanse today, but yeah. I, I, no, I think they're probably going to raise, to be honest. Do you? Just a 25 basis points. Yeah. I, I, think. Was, I think they're going to hold. I yeah. Hold. I don't know. I, I was convinced. I was, I was, uh, I, I actually have like active bets right now. Like, yeah. I, I over $500 worth of bets. But it's just like you look at the real estate market and, and maybe they will hold because of this, but we've had, you know, how many rate hikes in a row? 10. Yeah. I, I know they took a quick pause, but 10 rate hikes and, you know, inventory is, is trending at, a 20 year low still like we haven't had this low of inventory i think yeah. since 2007 or something like that the bond yield yeah. hasn't been this since 2007 right. so it's even though they're raising rates like we're still not getting what we want and tiff macklin's still not seeing what I he know. wants to want and, and real estate's been so resilient because people can't upscale because it's like well now i can't afford it right. there, if you think about it there's so many people in their homes right now that wouldn't qualify today to buy that exact same home 100%. they did a year or two years ago downsizing to break a mortgage yeah. right now. So yeah. people aren't moving. So it, there's so many people that are in the positions, and we talk about this a lot, that have either a ton of equity or are renting um, or are coming up to renewal and, and downsizing, whatever. I don't think he's going to raise because of how much pain is in the market right I now. I don't, I honestly don't understand what, and I'm not an economist, but I'm, I'm no Daniel Foch, but <laughs> I genuinely don't understand what an increase would do anymore other than just further hurt canadians i honestly don't understand what, what another 25 basis points would do it's not going to slow the market the market's already slow because i think people too many people yeah i honestly think people forgot to like i love i love toronto realtors i love realtors in general and we forget like what happened yesterday you know what i mean like yeah. july and august are historically the lowest selling months for the last eight years in a row and we're like oh it's because of this and that i'm like yeah but it was this fucking slow last yeah, year markets are sick like it's yeah, yeah, yeah. adjusted yes of course it's slower because interest rates or whatever but you know, the other thing that's crazy about Toronto in general, Toronto real estate, is that we are so heavily influenced by the media. It's bananas, you know? And it's not BNN or Bloomberg. It's fucking blog TO and nursing. <laughs> yeah. And it's crazy. The second they put out one single article about any sort of positivity, everyone's right back on that buying train. Yeah, It's crazy. It, you see it all the time. And it's like, look at Q2. Yeah. At beginning of, I remember beginning of 2023, everyone said real estate's dead 2023. They're going to raise interest rates and at real estate, no one's going to buy and sell. I had the craziest Q2 of my entire career. Yeah, and it was crazy. Cra madness. Offer no one saw out. that coming. No one, not even, no expert saw that coming. Mm. And then we might be facing the same thing in Q4. I think if they pause rates, I think you're going to see those people that were sleepy during the summer. And, yeah. you know, to so your point is why I think they're going to increase it. Because uh, fair. what just happened, I know. like they, you know, they, they said, we're just going to pause it. And everyone went crazy. Offer dates came back. People were flying to Europe. Right. Like there's no problem. I look at RBC's con consumer spending and, I, and and they talk about yeah. their credit cards and stuff like that. So things are slowing down. Yeah. Europe trips are slowing down. Yeah. Eating out is slowing down. So, you know, it's, it is a good sign for the economy. So like things align with the fact that we're approaching the fall market. Kids are going back to school. Parents aren't out running around at colleges, yeah. traveling. September usually picks up a little bit. Yeah. Spending kind of calms down when families are back and school starts and all that. So some of these things are just the nature of a seasonal market. Yeah, but you know, again, you're I right. Though, I, I, go ahead, go ahead. No, it's scary. Yeah. It's funny because I was I was convinced they weren't gonna they're gonna pause it, but that's yeah. how the inflation numbers come out. And I was like, it's just gonna say that. Well, yeah, the inflation I, numbers came out, and we like it was obvious that it was gonna go back up because when it came in at two point eight in July, that a lot of it had to do with the gas prices year over yeah. year. So yeah. two ends of what is included in an inflation reading, like how volatile they are. If you take that out, mm -hmm. then it's not necessarily like oh this huge dip and this now increase. It it's still coming down. But we had that dip because of the year over year and the volatile part right. of an inflation meeting. We did miss you know, badly though. 
But obviously would go back up after now we're in uh, yeah, a but month. Yeah, we, but we're supposed to be 3%. We were 3.3. So yeah. that scares a lot of people. Yeah. Like, I know inflation is the, the buzzword of the last yeah, yeah. couple of years, but... And basis points. Yeah, like, look, yeah. everyone knows <laughs> basis points. Everyone knows that uh, they have to kill inflation before they do anything. So, yeah. yeah, with the bond yield rising, like, now it was, like, at 4.1 something. So now you're looking at a, a mortgage rate of over six yeah. if you want to qualify. So it's, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. It's all prediction here and there, but I actually was going to do a post on my story that was, I didn't want to bother Daniel though. I was going to say, <laughs> we just go back to saying percentages of the basis points instead of basis points. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Every realtor now just says basis points. They don't Wait, even know what they're 0. talking 0.25% yeah. instead of 25 yeah, basis, so just, points. Yeah. basis points. It sounds cooler. <laughs> yeah. Do you yeah. think it's a good time to buy? Yeah. Depending on, you know what? It depends on your situation. I, I, this is what I say to every single buyer client that I have. And I mean this like wholeheartedly that the, it's a good time to buy for a, a, each individual person. And it doesn't even matter on what the market's doing. It depends on how you are, what your financial situation is, how you're, what you're, where you are in your life. Like it's a good time to buy for when you're ready. Mm -hmm. Don't let the market influence that. Of course there's ups and downs. And would I buy in the fall or spring? Probably not. There's better times to buy. Any realtor that says it's always a good time is lying to you. It's not always a good time to buy, but I genuinely feel that when you, each individual person has a different time when it's good for them or not. So like, it's hard for me to say that. Yes, it's good for you to buy. No, it's not. Mm -hmm. For me personally right now, I'm actively looking at deals because there are a lot of deals out there. Um, there's a lot of condos in the market that have been sitting for 30, 40 days with a tenant inside that's messy. You know, there are a lot of really good deals, even like multifamily residential. There's a lot of like, I sold one, a semi, that's three units for 1.3 something. It was like tiny property, but crazy. That'd be 1.7 a year ago. You know, because it had like three tenants in there that were disgusting. Oh, I shouldn't say that. They had three tenants in there that didn't live the nicest. <laughs> um, and I cut that part, it'll get canceled. Um, <laughs> You'll be all right. <laughs> to, to me personally, do I think it's a good time to buy? Yes. Uh, if you can weather this interest rate storm, I think it's a good time to buy. But if you can't qualify for what you want, then no, it's not a good time to buy. But yeah. It depends on that individual person. When they come to me, like I never, I never let people purchase a property without an actual plan in place. Like I need to know your three, five and 10 year plan. You can't just go and buy properties willy-nilly, you know? You have right. to have some sort of plan in place. And if you don't have that plan, you need to start thinking about that plan. So let's say somebody has 20% um, and 200K in the bank, mm -hmm. um, has a property that's easily um, rentable if they were to buy something else to keep, keep that. Mm -hmm. um, hey, Dave, what should I do? The rates are really high, so I'm a little bit nervous. Um, but I have this money. It's just sitting in the bank account. Should I wait, um, to buy, should I buy a condo that's underpriced with the tenant inside? What should I do? Uh, I would ask like, what, what's the benefit of waiting? I, a lot of people say that question to me. Like, I'm going to wait until the fall. Or I'm going to wait until whatever. Like I, I need to find out what, what, what's important to you to wait. But if you have that equity right now, uh, I, I would absolutely take advantage of the high rental prices for sure if it makes sense to rent it out at a, like a one-bedroom condo downtown toronto is 2500 yeah. for an okay condo on a good, nice condo a is day, yeah, yeah. 26 50 2700 mm -hmm. so if you have that equity right now and you're able to purchase something and maybe get into multifamily, i think that's a huge 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 benefit with all the you know the new laws that came into effect where the, the zoning exclusionary rules are gone and you're able to turn it into multiple units without the right. development charges yeah. i really think that multifamily is a huge opportunity right now for a lot of people yeah. because you may get something for around a million whereas a year or two ago you you wouldn't have been anywhere near that um and you can now get two thousand dollars for a basement condo that has yeah. five foot nine ceilings yeah Jeez. three years ago that was twelve hundred yeah right so if you can pull out of your condo rent out your condo if you're cash flowing on that or even coming close yeah. at least they're paying your mortgage then you can use that money to buy multifamily i would 100 yeah. percent do that yeah. yeah, I'm a big supporter of the of the multifamily. It's huge. It's crazy in Toronto, and like, I know it's expensive, so I get it. You know, I I, I know I understand that you can buy properties all over Canada for way less. Um, but the one thing I really like about Toronto real estate and holding with multifamily is the quality of tenants you get in these properties. Um, one guy's doing it right now, and like, you're gonna get people making 70k a year wanting to live in your basement condo. And their turnover rate, they're only there for a couple of years. So you can always continue to grow, grow right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a friend that has a place in Hamilton, your favorite place. Uh, and the tenant has been there for like 10 years, not going anywhere, paying no money. Yeah. You know, Toronto tenants are very qualified and very high quality people. Um, so like it's win-win, I yeah. think. Yeah. What is your opinion on pre-construction in Toronto? 
is there a cascade uh, <laughs> of I, defaults I, coming yeah. or, or do you not work that no market? i do no yeah. I, I i my brokerage is half pre-con so i shouldn't say too much but i i don't like pre-con myself unless it's maybe out of the city okay if it's out of the city i would see benefits but in toronto i just I just personally can't justify spending 1800 a square foot when you can buy beside it for 1200 yeah. a square foot. It doesn't make sense to me. Maybe it's something I just can't. And I work with, um, you know, Karina Eskinder, I can't say her last name. Anyway, she's a great Toronto realtor. She does a lot of pre-construction. Yeah. And when I talk to her about it, she like gives me insights on what, how she sells it because she genuinely believes in it and sees the value. And I just cannot wrap my head around it. Um, the numbers don't pencil. The number, they just yeah. don't make sense. Like, a, Why do you think people get so... Um, I don't know the right word, but they get so like hyped up for pre-con and then you, you know, as a smart realtor, you show them something and you're yeah. like, well, you can buy this, you know, at yeah. X, X amount less. And you understand that your place has to appreciate 40% in three years and get appraisal and they still go ahead and do it. Is it cause it's the new, the new shiny object or do they, do, do builders really just do that good of job of marketing these properties? That both. But both. I think they, people are under the a misconception that pre-con is cheaper. First of all, I actually advertise on a website that's called livable. It's all pre-con ads. And every single call I make, they, it's the, it's a, they have their script. You know, I have my script, they have their script. They think it's cheaper than resale. They think that it's a like, extended payment plan that you can just make payments whenever your little heart desires. You yeah. know, I want two grand. Like, it's not, you yeah. actually put more down on you would on like a 500K condo pre-con than you would resale. Yeah, you got to put 20%. Right. Down. Yeah, yeah. And it's not like some luxury extended payment plan. You're, you're putting down 20% in like what, 180 days, maybe a year, maybe yeah. 15% in a year and 5% on closing. Yeah. But it's not like a, it's still a lot of money up front. Very. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of issues come up because look, four years ago, how many people do you know that did the fake pre-approval thing that maybe, I don't want to like label the people who bought that, but people that maybe don't have good jobs, very yeah. cash heavy. And in the past, assignment sales were like goldmine yeah. because you could say, I know people that did this. They say, look, you have no job, but you're super cash heavy. Buy this condo. In five years, if you can't close, just sell an assignment. You make 200 grand anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those days, now they're selling at a loss. Huge losses. Big loss. There's yeah. Like a whole like shadow market of assignments and distressed seller they're lighting them on fire it's it's on it like i i'm in a couple groups with like assignment sales and i would say nine of ten people selling on assignment right now are selling at a loss yeah it's yeah. crazy they're selling for what they almost bought it for so yeah. do you think that's going to be a decent chunk of inventory that could hit the market in toronto in say 2024 2025 where the builder is I don't know who actually would take control of these units if you yeah, don't probably, close, but I assume the builder, builder and the builder is going to sell, sell these at a different price. And you know, their margins are probably still there. I would assume because yeah, they, they probably had really good margins to begin with. For sure. Uh, but yeah, do you think that's going to be kind of an inventory spike coming I think up? So yeah. I think it will. Like, I think the, the thing is a lot of people talk about this big inventory spike, not just pre-com, but everything, but we're sellers. Yeah. We're sellers. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm my mortgage with Scotiabank. And I feel there's so many, the banks don't want your property. Mm. Like they really don't want to yeah. foreclose on your property. People think, like I talk to buyers all day, like I'm going to wait until the market crashes and people are going to foreclose and they're going to be distressed sellers everywhere. And I'm like, maybe, you know, but I don't see that happening because the banks don't want your property. They don't want to take that responsibility. They don't want to sell in a shit market either. I'm a Scotiabank. I'm not even like, they just called me like out of the blue. We're like, hey, do you want to extend your amortization? Or drop your payments? Kind of. Really, they called you. Called me. Wow. Like, yeah. And like, I ended up talking to my financial advisor, and th this is just for Scotia Bank alone. They have like multiple options for people that can help them get through this time. One of the options was no payments at all for six months and like tack it on to the end of your mortgage. Shit, options. It's but, kick, kicking the can down the road, but right. if you keep your house, I understand why someone would be incentivized by it. Right. So, yeah. people right now, everyone thinks there's going to be this big influx of like crazy amount of listings because everyone's going to bleed out, but. People in Toronto will do everything. People in general will do everything they can to hold on to their asset, yeah. whether it means yeah. going out to Ruby Soho once less a week or Paris, Texas, you know, and, and <laughs> don't bring buy, that extra don't bottle. Don't buy bottles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like people will do that to, to make sure they keep their asset. And the banks are offering options to help people through these times. So I don't think that time is going to come. Unf Look, I, I'm both sides. I'm also buy real estate. You know, I'm, I, I would consider myself somewhat of an investor myself. And I would love for there to be this big influx of like resale and people just like can't afford their homes and I can go scoop it up. Right. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to come. I, I, I do think there'll be an issue in the future with pre-construction for sure. Right. Because they're going to have all these units of people that can't close. And I don't know what the builders are going to do. Resell them at market value. I don't even know. Yeah. Which I'm sure they'll still do okay with. I think they'll get scooped up pretty quick. They're yeah. going to get scooped up. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. Sell, look, it, I had this, I had a team meeting today with a, uh, one of the girls on my team has a listing coming up and she's all nervous about September 12th. 
Um, and she's like, what happens? And I was like, who gives a shit? I'm yeah. like, the property's good and the property's nice and you market it properly and price it correctly, it's going to sell. For sure. Sure, it's not going to Especially get- in this market. Like, right. you know, if, you, if you're out, I don't know, I guess in New Brunswick somewhere, yeah, it's a little different right. story. But if you're in Toronto, you shouldn't be nervous. Yeah. The only reason you should be nervous about not being able to sell a property is you haven't done your job right and you're overpriced. 100%. Yeah. Like that's, it's funny because when I was uh, like maybe a year ago, I was looking at different ways to, to generate leads. And I was like, what about expireds? And the best advice my broker record was like, there's only one reason why a property doesn't sell in Toronto. It's only one. Overpriced. Overpriced. Yeah. The seller is unrealistic. There's no other reason. It's not even just in Toronto. I say that all the yeah. time. Like people, I'm like, right. people will talk to me in you know, Burlington, Oakville. Like those markets are still good. Ah, oh, you know, I've, I've priced it good. The marketing is good. It's just not selling. I'm going <laughs> to do, do an open house, you know, and I'm going to bake cookies. And I'm like, you need to go to your seller and have that hard conversation and just tell them, hey, you know, we're not getting the traction that we want. We haven't got an offer yet. We probably need to drop the price a hundred grand yeah. and then just don't speak. Yeah. Let them talk. Yeah. That's <laughs> just, true. it's like, it's a bad conversation to have, but if you're, if your property, even if you're a seller right now, yeah. this isn't advice because you're, you're under contract with someone else, but if your property ain't selling, <laughs> if your property ain't selling, you got to look at the price and that's just the reality of it. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Landlord. Landlord's an easy to use app that is perfect for landlords or property investors. It allows you to track your cash flow or IRR and there's a suite of other features within the app. You can get started for free down below in the description and you can even use it as a deal analyzer that will help you make the right decision on your first rental property. We thank you guys so much for the support and we're so excited that we're partnering with Landlord. It's the truth, I know every- there is three months of inventory. So we're in like sell um a buyer's market yeah it was like 38 38 percent was a sales and listing ratio yeah so like you look at like for example cookie cutter homes in hamilton that you can find <laughs> is she about to defend her price right now <laughs> <laughs> she's about to she's about to be the realtor defending her over yeah. listings, but i guess here we are let's hear it <laughs> okay i'm gonna get tell you guys a story here we go oh i love so, this um the one the one open house lead that bought okay go ahead <laughs> Is that, <laughs> it's, is that the story? Think, no, it's not the story. They okay. think they're so funny. Go ahead. Guys teaming up on the girl. Um, okay, so have a listing, list at 2.799. I was like, okay, this is a little high, blah, blah, but we can start there. We might have to drop the price. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's high. Anyways, took me three months to sell it, okay? And I'm like, it's price, it's price, it's price. But I also looked at comparables, and I'm like, I don't, I actually don't want to tell him to, like, absolutely just reduce your price just to sell it. If you're not in a position where it's like, I need to sell because I bought and you're not in a rush, if the comparables are supporting my price and I have um, a a lot that's different than what you can find or I have something better about this property that makes it on the higher end of what you can get on that street, for example, I don't want to lower the price just because it's not selling. Unless the seller needs to sell, yes, everything will sell for a price, especially if you lower the price low enough, it'll sell, yes. Mm -hmm. But after three months, we ended up getting two six after dropping it to two seven. So we were pretty close. Yeah. Um, whereas my co-agent too, like we were we were looking at comparables and it's like ah, two four, two five. But if we had just went right to that, I could have got a deal done a couple months prior with offer low ball offers coming in. Uh, so sometimes holding out is not yeah you know the end of the world no, buyers I, for every property yeah right? if just, you have the time there's, you know, there's a certain buyer for every single property like it's just and they'll pay the price right like someone right. will love it or yeah you know like, but you did drop the price <laughs> <laughs> did i hear that right <laughs> i dropped the price 100k but i started and i said it was hot yeah yeah, yeah. so my sale to list price ratio was yeah. very high when the recommendations from everybody's like you need to drop the price mm-hmm. to like two five two, but you four. ultimately got it sold because it you dropped we the got, price. We got, yeah. we got it sold. Yeah. We ended up with a higher offer than if we were to go to that price drop that everybody wanted us to. Oh, okay. To I see what to. you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We well, That's an aggressive we price drop. 300K would have yeah. been aggressive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We didn't um, work with the low ball offers. We had like three. We would go to counters and we wouldn't go down to them. And uh, we held strong and I... We ended up making more for the seller because it's a bit of a diff- different price point too, right? Yeah, it's a the lot. high twos. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was more being like five hundred thousand dollar condos, yeah. seven hundred thousand dollar condos, yeah. like fifty k price drop to make a big difference, right? That was a subtle flex, eh? Yeah. Like I had this one listing for like five million. <laughs> we dropped it. Well, it, was, it was the most recent story that took me three months. Like I have, um, 
most of my listings are obviously like seven. Yeah, usually, yeah, that's kind of usually your sweet spot. But that, those, it's like the price drops are are much. Have you ever dealt with this? Is random. Have you ever yeah. dealt with a wooden foundation in a home? I have. I just I'm dealing with it right now. It's a, you need an expert. Yeah. Um, inspector who deals with that stuff. Yeah, my guy backed away. He backed away. Yeah. Was it a cottage? It was a house. Really? In Pickering. In Pickering. Yeah. Wood foundation. Yes. I sold a cottage, didn't want to sell it, but they loved right. me. So they, and they had a wood foundation. I was like, oh my God, this is way over my head. Yeah. And then I found, a found a lo- local inspector and he was good. I think the, the, he, the thing that the toughest part was he got quotes for like between 50 and like 250 on how to like underpin the property if it had to get done or not, whatever, whatever. Yeah. So it was a huge gamble for him. And he was like, ah. I don't blame him. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. 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 It's a tough one. Sorry. Uh, Hamilton. I, um, let's, t- let's talk more about Hamilton. See, the firm offers in those days, like you wouldn't have been able to I know. that like that. Actually, God, it says the foundation terrible. type on the listing. That that needs to get but That's what I think the, the agent for this property, she's nice, sweetheart. I'm not sure if she follows me or not, but she, <laughs> I think she's waiting for that because she wasn't willing to budge at all on the price. And I was like, I'm not sure if maybe you don't understand the problem with wooden foundation because this is new for me too. Yeah. Or you're just waiting for a dumb Toronto buyer to come and not do a home inspection and buy a firm. Yeah. And then just going to take it, you know? It was a sick house, too. I'm always wrecked. Right? Even if it's like the house is like new, I'm just like, you should get a home inspection if you can. Just you know like, what? No, like, uh, just, it, it saves you so much liability and stuff like I, that. Like, one of my friends uh, is a realtor in Ottawa, was a realtor in Ottawa, and he said like it's almost, like he's like he's never heard of a not home inspection for a home. He's like, that's, you guys don't do a home inspection? That's madness. What do you think that the seller before listing it or the buyer is guaranteed to do a home inspection with you know there's a little bit of gray area but going forward what do you think about that what's the question what's the question so do you think that the the government should implement that every home gets a home inspection so. even if you're competing you can't remove it yeah that's crazy you know like i have a lot of i just we just sold one uh in kitchener actually and the girl was like a single female and she, the people were trying to push for a firm offer I'm like this girl, not that men are female, but like even me, I'm I'm actually she's probably more handy than I am actually. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't even change a faucet. But uh, like imagine walking into a house as a single female and not and there's a massive issue. Like she's yeah. already extending her budget to buy the property, yeah. and then maybe down the road she finds out a huge issue. It's and Twenty like, grand a mold. Yeah, attic. I'm like, yeah. no, we need to keep this home inspection. I think it's crazy that we don't have a, a, a must for home inspections. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, 100%. crazy to me. Even, even like even when I get offers and there's no home inspection in it. And you can tell the buyer's a little bit new. I'm yeah. Like, obviously, it's good for my guy. So, like, I'm not going to yeah. say anything. But I'm like, oh, like. Same with status certificates for, for condos, though. People that, get rid of those? That is important. There was, there was one, I swear to God, well, recently. I don't know what a status certificate is. Well, I need to literally tell people what a Yeah, it's like, it's like a status certificate would be, like, the oh. equivalent of a home inspection for a condo. It shows, like, the building's financials, any litigations against the property. It shows all, like, the reserve fund, how the building's been managed. Um, special assessments. Special too, assessments. Yeah. Um, any sort of issues like that. Um it's you need to have this reviewed by a lawyer need yeah, yeah not 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 your realtor no yeah i get that the realtor's I like know. can you send me the status i'm gonna look at it like what are you gonna yeah, look at 145 page document <laughs> yeah talk to me in a week was, yeah uh, it's crazy like uh the one girl was trying to push me she's like yeah but she tried to push my client to go we were the only offer and she's like you gotta drop your status condition get out of here. Like, my yeah. lawyer will do it by tonight yeah like, but he needs to do it you don't yeah. even, you don't even have it so once you can give it to me, and she's like, "But look, if you look, you at don't history, even have it. She didn't have it. She didn't have it ordered yet." And she's like, "If you look at the history, there's been tons of transactions." I'm like, Great. "It doesn't. It doesn't mean that you've paid your condo fees, or your like, sellers paid your condo, or they have. Exactly. They don't have like a lien against the property. Exactly. Yeah, like there's there's so much to it. Was it was one. Uh, I think it's. I, forget, I don't know if it's Capriol, 25 in City Place. Uh, and they had. Uh, That's a joy. <laughs> yeah, they had one of the elevators had to be completely removed, and the special assessment for each unit was like over 10k. Jesus crazy imagine not reviewing that and then you buy it and then in a month from now after you just dropped a hundred and something thousand you gotta pay another 10 you'd kill your lawyer you'd kill your not like be, your lawyer your realtor <laughs> you'd be so frustrated yeah, be such yeah. a challenge. Be, um, these things probably happen though these things probably of course they do yeah yeah toronto is i guess realtors in general like it's real estate's a wild place i feel like it should be you should have to when i was getting my license i was like this is crazy i gotta pay all this money and get all these courses i feel like it should be more it should be way yeah. more you're handling people's biggest assets and you know like and a lot of people don't have a high school education and then they go into sellers that know nothing and then crazy or i've had offers come to me on the listing side where the, the agent has literally been like i don't really know how to do this document so like do you mind just doing it i had the wrong the wrong address <laughs> i had the wrong stat like the the condo corp was wrong like this is last week and like i signed we signed it back and i was like just letting you know like you did all this wrong like do you want to send me another one so you don't have to send this to your client and be embarrassed yeah you know what i mean like yeah. you want to just be like oh i just messed up like let's resend yeah. it and and uh she ended up resending it and redoing it herself because it was so off like address was wrong 
address was wrong. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you have an assistant. Like, if you if you know yeah. you can't do paperwork, okay, I'm gonna make sure like yeah, someone yeah, can yeah. do it for me. But you, it's so you, important. Have you heard of fast offers? No. Uh, take the best. Like, you have an assistant too. Yeah. So, like, fast offers is a platform online that like writes your offers for you. But like, oh wow, it's you have to review it, but it yeah. like, writes it for you completely. All you gotta do is like plug in the name, the price, and the conditions. Then it writes it like perfectly for you. It's is it amazing. AI or is it someone who does it? On the uh, it's actually the guy that used to work for condos.ca. He like managed their CRM system. Oh my and God. He's, uh, the, he's a wicked dude. Big really? shout out to Fast Offers. Yeah, no one really knows about it. I'm actually not sure if I'm allowed to say that or not, but. This episode is not sponsored by yeah, Fast sponsored Offers, by, but if but you want to sponsor us, DM us. Yeah, no, it's really cool. It's great. And like it saves, and I'll, you know, I got in this argument with some other realtors who have assistants too. Yeah. Like, yeah, but my assistant writes it. So yeah, so does mine, but that's just less work for her. Right. You focus on bigger picture stuff. True. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Fast offers. I'll and now your offers them. are always like standardized. I don't ever make a mistake on my offer as well. Yeah. For the most part. For the most part, I know. My brokerage does offers um, for us. If we email that's, them. I, that, I hate that comment so much. Only because, do they? I don't use it. I've never had it no. before in my life. I don't, but yeah. I also like want to. Um, and would they be quick? You know they wouldn't be quick. No offense no, to no, Rob no, Page. They're, yeah. no, they're, they're pretty quick, but like. I am on the road and I call my admin. I'm like, all I say is this Between address. nine to five Friday. on Monday to Friday. <laughs> I'm just stating that. I'm, I, I actually, so I had this girl who was on the wrong. page and she's a friend of mine. Yeah. Okay. She, she unbelievable realtor. Um, and she was debating coming to rare and she's like, yeah, but Royal the page writes my offers for me. It's like, okay. Like when, like there's no way it's quick. No offense to Royal the page. I'm sure they're great. But what happens if you have an offer to change at 9 p.m. on a Sunday? Are they doing it? No. No, definitely no, I, not. Like I said, I've never – that like that service shouldn't even be something that somebody considers as to why to join a no. brokerage. Like, yeah. cool, they write your offers for you. I would rather – like, I don't touch paperwork at all anymore, but the amount of paperwork for one deal, the mm -hmm. fin track, proof of deposit, yeah. and the receipt, the offer, confirmation of cooperation, Form 801, Schedule B – um, Keep going, you're good. You got these nailed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything else? What else? They and she, and she doesn't do. She doesn't no. paperwork. <laughs> you know all this. Well, it's, it's on your hand. <laughs> you're one, eight, oh, I'm, one, I'm so type A. I'm like, I have to like at least do this myself. Sometimes it's I, bad. I yeah. have to look at it. I have to review it. Yeah, I, it. I read through everything to make sure. It's like there's like little things that I'll I'll add. Yeah. I just had a recent recall complaint, which was kind of nonsense. It wasn't even me, but so now I'm like extra extra cautious about everything. Yeah, you got to be really cautious. Yeah, you have to. I went to court really early in my career. Did you? Yes. Because of a pool, my clients cold closed. It's 2017. They bought it. You know, we had pools going to be in good working order, blah, yeah. blah, blah. It was a concrete pool. Wasn't in good working order. Wow. And yeah, I had to go in there and like, you know, do the, Come oh, on. yeah, yeah. And then I got grilled by their lawyer. I was like 22. It was crazy, but like, I don't good experience. Yeah. <laughs> Someone help me. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. crazy. Court. Went to court. Yeah. So just so people know it, it's a serious game. Like those contracts are serious. It's so funny. You said that's so true. Like I think realtors, when you get like in the groove of things and you do like a bunch of deals or you're like kind of getting busy, you kind of forget like how serious this is. So serious. And man. if you miss word yeah. or misdo one thing and you get like the busier you get, you kind of like start to slip and make mistakes, you know, like little for things sure. that you would overlook. And it's like, those can come back to really be a huge pain for you. I'm people, dealing with it right now. Yeah, when people go to close on something and they, they text you, do we have this in the offer? Yeah. And you're like, oh my God. And you go back in your email, you're like, thank God. I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's like, thank God. Yeah, you know? they took the microwave and they should have something, you know, might even stupid. But still, yeah, you're like, did, did, I, did I screw that up? That's going to cost me 400 bucks. <laughs> we just did one now where we're dealing with, like my lawyer just called me three times in the podcast. Uh, they tossed in a, an amendment and the girl did the amendment like, she sent me, uh, instead of doing waivers for the conditions fulfillment, she just did an amendment, like deleted them. But yeah. she also snuck in at the very bottom the change. Like it was like all the conditions. And then the last one was the change of closing date. And uh, no one caught it. And it was, it's today. Oh my instead God. Instead of the 29th. When's it supposed to close? Today. today. Oh, the 29th. But well, today they changed it from the 29th to today. And all the lenders aren't ready, all that? Uh, the lenders are ready. It's our side. The seller side's not. Really? Oh my God. <laughs> Such a joy. Yeah, eh? like, <laughs> I reminded them a few days ago, but they were like, I don't remember signing that. And I was like, you did. Yeah, <laughs> you did. Yeah, I tough, know. Right? Like it's, and people like, I think that's the other thing too. When you have some clients are so trusting. So that's why you have to be like, that much better I know. because you know some of my clients will don't even read it and I'm they'll, like, they'll sign it in three seconds yeah and, and i'm like read that i'm like i love that you trust me yeah. but like it makes it makes my heart very full but like you need to read what yeah. you're signing I, I always like yeah. what i've been doing lately for for people is i'll send them the offer like say 
uh, the one that we just got in closing Kitchener, it was uh, it was an offer date. They don't have we we're the only offer, but I sent her the offer the night before with like just like a no price on it, so she she like could see it and read it. And I was like, you're not calling me until you've read every single page of this agreement, and we'll talk tomorrow morning about price. Yeah. And then she like went through the whole thing. It Good. was nice that she could actually read it, right? Because like you said, people don't even in the docu sign. I you know as per discussed, like because people just send docu signs, right? Yeah. But you can actually add or, like add a subject or in the body. I say, you know, the, the, this is the price we talked about. Just to confirm, this is the price we talked about. Yeah. These are the conditions. This is the closing date. This is yeah. the deposit. You're good with it all. So you at least have some sort of track record of like you having a conversation yeah. with someone. But. We did. Uh, I learned uh, very early on in my career. I had an issue too where they uh, waived uh, a condition or something. I forget what it was exactly, but they waived a condition. And I just didn't put it in the agreement. And then they didn't really, I guess I didn't like explain it properly. So they didn't really understand it. Didn't end up being an issue, but it could have been a massive issue. Yeah. And my lawyer at the time was like, you know, whenever you're doing your documents, just put the wording in there and then you can cross Strike it out. it out. Yeah. Right? I still do that to me this too. day. Yeah. Or form a... 127. Oh, you got me. Yeah, form 127. <laughs> Two people who don't do their own deals. No, no, every form. <laughs> well, I, I figured it out because my admin, I, I was going into one to redo something when on a Sunday and um, like a new offer for the same client. I'm like, what the hell is this? I'm like, well, that's smart. And then, so ever since I found it, cause she's, she's yeah. like, you need to protect yourself. I'm going to start doing this. So she does it, which is essentially yeah. the buyer signing off to, I know this offer is firm. If you're going to submit a firm offer, yeah. I would only submit a firm offer. I've submitted actually a few firm offers in the past couple of weeks, but we um, gave the broker the listing tax everything was run that's all good and got a firm approval before offering and a pre-home inspection during the second showing yeah. oh you had, a, you had a home inspection pre-home inspection i do it a lot during, for showing a lo like yeah so you ask the agent you have to get that's rare we don't most people in toronto won't allow you that to do that really mm -hmm. yeah. I've, I've tried to do that before i say hey can i just instead of they didn't have a home inspection i say can i just can i have my home inspector go through and they're like no just do it anyway. Ask so her, I just, yeah, uh, I just it's her, it's her dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uncle, it's her dad. Just happened to be a home inspector. <laughs> like it's, but it's yeah. important. Like even um, a five point, which is yeah. like an inspection, is usually three hours. They go through absolutely everything, but some things it's like furnace. You're, you're, yeah, you're, yeah. You want them to go check the furnace and the AC. Mm -hmm. uh, they want them to check the roof. And then moisture test the entire house, including the attic. So if any water's coming in the basement basement moisture test um look at the electrical um all small things but big things in the yeah. grand scheme yeah. of things eh? yeah. yeah yeah that's crazy like in a real inspection they're doing the appliances and yeah you know uneven floors and like things like that where yeah. it's like it's not crazy so we do the pre-inspections like a 45 minute second showing get the financing done because there are still places that are in offer oh for sure yeah. Yeah. all yeah. of kitchener waterloo like pretty much everything's every priced minute. at four ninety nine. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. Yeah, and in Hamilton, there's still um, there was fourteen offers on really last week. Oh, um, we're not seeing success with those right now. I don't think. I don't think that's the play right now and today. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do every it. Yeah, but every house is different. That's true. Too fair. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Yeah, yeah. right. Because I I still do them if it's the right house to do it. What's the right house to do it? For example, I uh, I had one, well, actually, I'm going to be doing one okay. uh, in Brantford. So tenants destroyed it. So oh, we, I think I saw your story. Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah. Right. It was so you want to be a real estate yeah. investor, right? Yes. So we got junk removal. We got it clean. They're going to do the trim and make sure the appliances work, get it painted, and just make it into, you know, good, yeah. <laughs> good, better condition. Right. But it Work has full potential to be two completely separate units with cool. a little bit of work so i'm going to list it low because it is not really in the best condition for a family to move in but i think great for somebody that just wants to have a two-unit property that will at least break even with these rates so i'm going to do an offer date on that that should do well and um, i think it's the lower price points that work really well like if you have a condo it could maybe work if you have like a one-bedroom condo listed at 499 or something like that it could work get some traction on it make sure you order the status yeah, make sure you have the status. Make sure you have the status before your offer date so Definitely. that we can review it beforehand. Yeah, it just sucks. Nothing worse. You don't that. get that offer. Yeah. Like you don't get the offer you're looking for and your client, you're like, oh my God. <laughs> I've only I had one really successful offer date and it was the best feeling in the world. And then like the week after I had one with no offers. And you're like, 
they're just don't don't stress yet. God it's humbled you. Six, eh? <laughs> it's like we were seven. We got yeah. twenty minutes. You know. Yeah. It's uh, but we had one that was like, we like thirty seven offers. And it was actually like super overwhelming though, like very very overwhelming. Imagine going through thirty seven. It was a offers. lot, man. Yeah. Like thirty seven deals in a year, even that's, that's what overwhelming. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> it was at the, at the end of the, you basically just narrowed it down to like price and then just like scan quickly through the conditions. That's yeah, yeah. Until you sure. have an admin. I, my offer dates that come to me in a spreadsheet. My admin's my admin's VA. Beautiful. She's a virtual assistant, oh. but she's amazing. Literally the best. How much is a virtual assistant? Um, <laughs> ballpark. I uh, Eight probably like dollars a month. No, it's like fifty. <laughs> they pay me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, mine's mine's free for me because uh, I my my buddy runs a company, but I think it's like fifteen hundred bucks a month. But she's honest to God, I swear, because I went through my assistant was Philippines person, which I did not like, and then I hired a girl here, which was good. Uh, but way more expensive. And then I met this one and I hired her and she's great. She's Albanian and she's like the sweetest human being in the world. Does she live in Canada? No, nope. Albania. Albania okay. Yeah. But she's like the hardest working human being I've ever met in my life. It's awesome. Like unbelievable. She was like, she's six hours ahead. She stays up to like two o'clock her time to like make like the time to work. And like, Amazing. it's cool because I, before bed, I'll give her tasks and then when I wake up, they're already all done because she's up six hours before me. I wake up, majority of my tasks are done and then she does all my other stuff for me during the day. Cool. It's That's great. awesome. Interesting. The best part of me having an admin is I have a lot of rental inventory in Hamilton because mm. investors, then we got to rent them out. So agents call me nonstop or call me about my pre-construction of a couple listings or things that it's like, I can't deal with this right now, but it is a question that it doesn't necessarily need like me to be on the phone with them. So any tenant question, any agent, call Shannon, call Shannon, call Shannon. So she has That's the cool. human aspect of her phone rings all day and she talks to the agent and she knows what's going That's on. Nice. People have gotten to the point where they tell me to tattoo Ask Shannon on my arm because <laughs> I say that a lot. Ah, it doesn't come down to like my list, like my listings and my purchasers. Like that's all yeah, handled by me. She'll yeah. do the paperwork. But with, you know, 20 units for lease and a ton you of have 20 units for lease right now? I've, yeah, because I have buildings where there's a ton of inventory. So, um, we do. Sorry? Buildings. What we do? Just not listings, buildings. buildings, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, like 20, 30, my $5 million listing. <laughs> $5 million listing. Okay. Yeah. Anything Anyways. else? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Just kidding. Is this, our, is, this our, oh. is this our first fight? <laughs> <laughs> Live on the pod. <laughs> We're actually fighting. No, it's okay. Um, but it's, it's so important to have that is my point and have that human aspect because even like. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Even like getting tenants set up and like just like. Do you have a team? Yeah. How many now? Five. How would you, how did you find how did you find do you have a team? I don't know. No, no, no. no. How, how did you find growing your team? How did you It has been a painful but great experience. Like there's a lot of growing pains is how I want to describe it. So uh, I'm lucky now to have um, a girl with me that is very experienced. Asta? Yeah. So I can yeah, she's the best. She, and I went away to my cottage two weekends ago, gave her two buyers, both clothes, went away to Calgary this weekend, took out my buyer's clothes. And I'm just like, I love that. You it's are nice person, on yeah. it. You are yeah. on it, right? And um, so having her is so great because I know that my sellers and buyers will also love her. Mm -hmm. Whereas if they're newer and need training, I'm so happy yeah. to, you know, give that. I don't have a lot of time to do that, which was my mistake in the beginning because I found – I was helping them with the clients I'd give them. It's like, well, yeah, what's right. The point? What's yeah. the point? I'd rather be able to offload it so I can go yeah. focus on more, still be involved, but not be handholding the entire time. So a little bit of growing pains, but it's, it's so good. It's, yeah. That's my next, I think my next hire is uh, like an operations manager of some yeah. sort that can answer yeah. questions about like, you know, the little things. Yeah. Cause I now like in the last month, last two months, I took on three new agents and like, I Did you train them. Yeah. You, uh, uh, my admin does all like the matrix training and like follow up boss training, and then I do like how to negotiate, how to like objection handle stuff. How do you negotiate? <laughs> how do I negotiate, or how do I like objection handling? Yeah. You gotta uh, hire. You gotta hire him to figure that out. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I, 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 I always I, you ask a lot of questions. I think asking questions. Is, you know what I've been recently doing, and it's my favorite thing in the entire universe, is going after a Fizbos like for sale by owner. Yeah. Oh, I love uh, that. I got this weird. I'm a weird person, and uh, I'm very competitive. And uh, I think that's the hardest call any realtor will ever have to make is going after someone that already hates realtors, has never sold a house, but thinks they can do it better than you. Mm -hmm. So 
me and my broker record or my founder were like going over this like scripting for it and it's crazy because like my script to get in the door is great and then when i'm there it's so much fun for me just to like kind of like almost yeah almost fuck with them a little bit because like you go in there like my first thing is they look like when i answer the phone to them i say hey uh you have this for sale yeah okay look i'm a realtor in toronto i just want to get one thing off the table here uh, are you gonna hire me to sell your house and they're like no and i'm like that's absolutely fucking amazing i'll take that off the table i have buyers for your property but i need to come in and see that property in person i can't do it from your shitty kijiji pictures i'm sorry yeah. okay yeah come by with your buyer and then i show up alone every time and i'm like look i actually have three buyers um but i can't bring them all here at once so i went to this one house and it was a house and the whole family was home and they were already like you don't have a buyer you're not coming in and i was like no problem that's fine okay i'll turn around yeah. i was like i do have buyers but i, I you realize you've posted a f photos of your iphone sideways with your arm in the mirror like i can't sell this unless i come in and see it so he's like okay fine you can come in so i came in and i was like i just noticed like there's no for sale sign on the front lawn he's like, well like why and i was like your neighbors even know your house is for sale and he's like well and I was like, did you cold did you like call your neighbors did you, did you talk to your neighbors you knock on the door he's like well no why would i do that i was like well it's actually like it's, like it's proven that who's gonna pay the highest amount is probably someone within this neighborhood already so you didn't call anybody i'm like no, and I was like, okay, no, no, it's okay, it's okay, no problem. So I'm like walking through the house, and I was like, oh, this looks nice. So I'm like, um, do you have a home inspection? He's like, well, why? Would I, what do you mean? Like, do you have like a pre-home inspection for me to take to my buyers? He's like, I don't have that. And I was like, oh, and like you make it seem like that's fucking bananas. Yeah. You know? yeah. I'm like, oh, really? Okay, whatever. Anyways, and I was leaving, and I'm like, look, my one guy's gonna love this property. Okay, I know it. Um, I'm like, but I'm gonna write you an offer, and since you don't have home inspection, I have to come in conditional. Uh, but I'm going to send you the deposit if it gets thrown up on the price. I'm like, where do you want me to send the deposit? And the guy's like, just send it to me. I'm like, send you. Like, you send you 100 grand? <laughs> like, client to send you $100,000 wire transfer? Yeah. And I was like, do you know how fucking bananas that is? Like, how crazy? That and I was like, you don't have a trust account set up with a lawyer? And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah. never mind. It's okay. Uh, we'll figure this out. And then they, not always, but sometimes they'll call you back and be like, hey, like, I have a question. I have questions. And I, you know, I yeah. build that. They're not going to sell their house with me. Yeah, but funny. in the future, they might use me. Anyway. Reverse psychology. Reverse, it's so much like fun it. for me. Just like, because yeah. they leave feeling so silly. And not, it's nothing wrong. Everyone has the right to sell their own property. Every person, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with for sale by owner. Yeah. I totally understand the desire to do it. And, and I, I have every right to do so. It's just, it's funny when people have never done it that they think they can do better than people that do it every single day. Yeah. You know, and then when you just, I just go in there, to, I don't make them feel silly. I do, but in a nice, friendly way. Yeah. And I just offer advice. And it's like yeah. fun for me to do that. And that, I just build that relationship out. And then oh, that's really cool. Yeah, it's yeah, fun. That's awesome. Anyways, we, we always like to ask some people like one last question. Other than going to Altea and other than going to King West, where do you see yourself in uh, five years business wise? Five years business wise, I think I'm going to have a team of 100. Oh, wow. uh, you and Andrew Perry, Perry both. Yeah, I want a team of 100 agents. I want to have. Uh, I want to dig deeper in that. Okay. Why or what do you say? Yeah. Why? Yeah. You want to answer that now or? Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I I really believe that people move money, and at the end of the day, like if you can take over as a brand, uh, it's just eventually more money for everybody. And I think building a culture is something that I'm super into. I feel like real estate's a very lonely career, and if you get into real estate and you're around the wrong people, you're gonna you'll never succeed. Right. And if you're around the right people with the right mentality and you have a great culture, I think you can create something really cool. Um, my team. Not one person's actually that's not true. One person, but I've had I have 16 agents. One person's left. They stayed at the brokerage. I create a really cool culture, and it makes people feel like welcome. I have people from all walks of life, moms, dads, people from all different ethnicities, and we all are literally one big family. And it's like super cool. And I just want to grow something so massive that you walk around Toronto and it's only my sign. So only Dave, Dave slash David Hutch. Yeah, I just changed my name. I'm just well, actually, I haven't even released it yet. I just did a whole rebrand. Okay, cool. I take my name out of it. Because, oh, awesome. Yeah. Pulling Andrew Perry. Yeah. yeah. The Avant group. Avant. Yeah, I just did a whole video. I'm going to do it like this week, probably. The Avant. A A V A N T. Avant. It's just like, you know what? I found that the, the issue was when you have a team, as people, my thing was DJH Realty. It's like, you know, people are like, well, I want to work with you. Yeah. And whereas we are all trained the exact same. I'm very systematic in everything I do, and we have like really great systems in place. So every agent that's on my team has the same training, follows the same protocols, has the same buyer seller process, has the same language so that you work with me. It's like you can work with anybody on my team. Right. So I don't need to be. And I also I'm very, this sounds super cheese, but like I'm super giving. Like I don't, I don't need, 
to feel like I'm the best and it's my team. And I, I didn't make right. a team to be like that. Like if yeah. I have a team, I'm Dave Hutch. Like I don't yeah. really give a shit, you know? If my yeah. team's happy, then like I'm happy. And I'm like super giving to people. Cool. So I'd rather just take my name away from it and let everybody have, they want to say they fucking created it, they can say it too. Awesome. They can be the team leader if they want. I don't care. Awesome. You know? Well, that's awesome. I mean, I really enjoyed this conversation. Where can people find you? Uh, Instagram at the Dave Hutch, TikTok. Everything's the Dave Hutch at the, the Dave, Dave Hutch. Hutch awesome all right guys thanks so much for watching we hope you enjoyed this episode i mean we could have stayed here even longer but i just kind of tried to cut it off for for (laughs) for our producer's sake but thanks so much for watching if you're on youtube please like and subscribe if you're on spotify uh or apple podcast that's it apple podcast please leave us a review and if you like short form stuff we'll have a ton of stuff for dave as well once we get our editors on on it we are on instagram and tiktok thanks so much for watching and we'll see you next week thanks dave we appreciate it